Hello, amazing parents and caretakers, and welcome to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. I'm your family empowerment coach, Celia Kibler. I'm a mom of a blended family of five kids. I'm a grandma of nine kids, an author, a teacher, a speaker, and a consultant with over 40 years of training and real-life parenting experience. I'm here to offer you practical, doable tips, strategies, and techniques that will pump up your parenting skills and create peace, love, and laughter throughout your family. In addition, I'll be interviewing some great humans that are on a mission to make your life a better, happier, and healthier life. So let's not waste any time and get started with the next episode of the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. I am thrilled to have my guest on today. Jake Ryan is the author of Dear Franklin, and it is a story that all parents should read with their kids. A story about a little girl that's facing a really hard thing for a child to face and what she does to go through it, to get through it, and to understand all that's going on. And there's a lot of messages there for you parents that are listening. So I want to welcome Jake to the podcast. Welcome, Jake. Hello, Celia. Hello, Jake. Good to see you. I see you. They don't see you. They hear you. So, Jake, please tell our listeners a little about you and your family, as well as why you decided to write this book. Well, I'm a pumped up parent. I love that. I love that name, by the way. I'm pumped Thank up. You. Um, I um, I live in New York. I am a life coach, author, novelist, content creator, and I have a... Um, two teen, young teens, boy, girl, twins. And I wrote this book. I wrote this book. It's called Dear Franklin. My dad just had an operation. What do I do? And it stems from a real life experience that I had, um, which was I was born with a degenerative heart valve, didn't know it, was told about it when in my early 20s. And I was told Arnold Schwarzenegger at the time that had had the surgery. I was told that it, in my 40s, I might have to have the same surgery that Arnold had. But, you know, when you're 22 and someone tells you something about your 40s, you're like, who, who's, who could ever be that old, you know? So um, <laughs> never monitored it, never watched it. So, by the way, so one of the reasons I wrote the book was everybody should see a cardiologist at some point. I mean, it's something that most people don't do until, of course, they have to. And then they're like, why didn't I do it sooner? So I'm here to tell you, do it sooner. Um, was working out. The valve that had been slowly closing up decided it was done. It fully closed. I passed out. I was rushed to the hospital. I had um, open heart surgery. And they rebuilt the whole heart wall. I had an aortic aneurysm as well at the time. I had a very long hospital stay. The surgery went great. Everything was perfect. And um, I am, you know, fit as a fiddle in tip-top physical condition, but I was in the hospital for a while and my kids at the time were pretty young. And when I was leaving the hospital, they gave me this like care package, right? With like books and a heart pillow. And, and the only book that I wanted was how am I going to be a dad? 
because, you know, I was super involved with my kids in every aspect of their life, but really physically too, like on the floor, in the park, everything, coaching them. You know, they weren't being, they weren't playing sports yet. They were that young, but, um, and that book didn't exist. And so I wrote this book um, from the point of view of a young girl. And when, and the book now takes place, the girl is 11 years old. And so it's like, she's so young, but she's not young. And it's like, she's caught in this in-between age and so the parents initially, as my wife and I at the time did, lied to, to the kid. Like they don't want to tell the kid what's going on because they can't even deal with it. It's traumatic experience. They're in the middle of it. And so how they can't make sense of it, they certainly can't make sense of it to their kid. And they don't right. think that it can handle it. But of course, you know, they see the error of their ways and the girl, the young girl, she wants to believe them. And kind of goes along with it, but really doesn't. But without anybody to talk to, without anybody to be honest with her, she finds in her room a diary, a journal that had been her mom had given her a couple years ago that had been sitting on her shelf collecting dust, um, in part because she hates the word diary so much. And so she can never bring herself to, to open this diary because the word just makes her cringe. But now she's alone nobody's telling her what's going on her dad she you know she she was right she was brought to the gym to see her dad on the floor surrounded by paramedics and and the firemen and, and the firemen lied to her too everybody's lying to this kid and she knows it you know and kids know kids are just they just know everything they and do try, they're much wiser to, than us we try to protect them right we try to be like oh i'm gonna no, no, don't do that. Because they they just, they know. And and she knew. And so she begins writing in this diary. And through a series of events, she comes to rename the, the diary Franklin. And she ends up having this um, really, like the cathartic experience that she has with being able to express herself through this diary in this open and honest way is, is something that she's never experienced before. Um, and the book takes place for the most part following the surgery of this eight, nine week recovery period. And we see she's dealing with some other stuff as well. It doesn't just take place in the home or having to do with her father's surgery, but what's going on with her in school. And that to me is like my favorite part of the book because some of the characters we meet there through her experience at school. Um, and I, it's really though serves, as you mentioned, that parents should read it with their kids. I mean, it does, it is a parenting book in the way that it shows you how much your kids know and what's the best course of action in helping them. And it's through, you know, the, the being brutally honest and confronting what's really going on and trusting them and so that they will trust in you. And, and, um, and it's, all, you know, so it is also a blueprint for the recovery for post for uh for heart surgery or ma any major operation um it works on so many levels and it's and i'm told it's hilarious so there's that <laughs> and you know it's so important because so often as parents we have these difficult conversations that we want to have with our kids we don't know how to approach it we don't even know where to start so what happens a lot with overwhelm which is what is created we avoid it and then mm. we don't talk about it. And mm. then the child feels like they can't talk about it. 
So where do all those emotions, all those thoughts, all those feelings go? Mm -hmm. And journaling itself is such a great therapeutic method. You know, it's such a nice thing for people to take up when they actually don't know what to say to someone, write a letter. When you Mm -hmm. don't know, well, you don't have to mail the letter, just write it, get it out, you know, get it out in the open, get out your thoughts. But if you want to tell someone you don't know how, then, then give them the letter, you know, and, and if you just write, there are so many things that once you get out on paper, you can work through, you can examine better and you get it out of your brain and you stop dwelling on it. And I just love that this whole book is written from the eyes and mind of an 11 year old. And I think it's, I think it's just a phenomenal creation. And, you know, the thing like with kids, it's like they're so on. They're so real. Like she like it's all real to them. Like, you know, especially it's like you had said that they're so much smarter than we give them credit for. And it's like they are. And Mm -hmm. and it's like they're never going to. It's like I always believed with my kids. It's like you got to have those those really hard conversations early, because if you don't have if you don't have them too early, then it's too late. And so we, I spoke to my kids about all the major stuff, like when they were like eight or something, yeah. way before eight, they were ever going to a good age. Them. You know, it's like, they're not going to be dealing with drugs and alcohol when they're eight, you know, but we're going to have that conversation. Guess what we're talking about tonight, guys? You know, and we would just, I would, and I would just put everything on the table and be like, ask me anything. I'm never going to lie to you. And, and, um, and I feel like it, you know, it works in the sense that it's like your kids become bonded. They be, they, even when they get to the age where they don't want to talk to you, it's like they know that at least you're going to be honest. Right. And that they, you know, when it comes, something has to come up, that it comes up and that they can, I, I, I you know, it's like you tell your kids, it's like, I'm never going to get mad at what you tell me. I'm going to get mad at what you don't tell me, you know? Right. And right. So- and it's it's important that they feel like they can come to you. Mm-hmm. You know, they can trust you that you're not going to judge, criticize or ridicule mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, they they know that if you're a good listener and if you're not, you need to learn to be. That mm-hmm. a good listener is someone who actually honors what they have to say and doesn't jump to conclusions and doesn't interrupt. And that's what you need to do. And early on, you need to be talking because guess what, guys? Google will tell them if you don't. And who do you want them to hear from? Whose opinion do you want them to learn from? You know? Uh, Yeah. You know, and getting back to something you were talking about, about writing the letter that you don't send, you know, it's like, I think it's so important to teach your kids. And also it's for people, for everybody to know, like, never send an angry text or email because it's never, you know, like, have you ever seen like somebody reads an email and they're putting their inflections on, you know, it's like, it's never going to translate. It's only going to exasperate any situation. So write it. Sure. Don't send it. Right. And, you know, journaling is the best. Like I journal, I've journaled every day for, I don't know, 40 years or so. I mean like forever. And I, it's like, it's a way to become clear and with your own thoughts to know how you think and feel about anything. And, and that's what she does in the book. I mean, like she fought, like she's discovering it and it's kind of cool because it's like, 
you know, it's like, I hope that kids will want to, you know, open a diary and start writing in a diary and call it a journal or call it Franklin or call it whatever. But to have that kind of like to be heard, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. And and it helps helps anyone that does journaling, that does write, it helps process all those feelings. And you can start right when you read the first entry. And as you move through it, you realize all this processing that's going on and that's helping find solutions and make things more clear, like you said. And it's it's such an important thing to encourage kids to do and parents do through this book because they can see how this helped, Mm -hmm. how it made things, you know, put things in their perspective. And that's so important. I'd also recommend to never read your, I mean, this, and this is my own personal opinion, but I've never read anything I've written in a journal because I've never needed to. I mean, it's a part of me. It's something that I, if I write it in a journal, like I know it, um, you know, it's like, you know, your own story and I'm not going to, you know, it's like, I never want to be inhibited when I'm writing, um, you know, I'm a writer anyway. So it's like, I don't, you know, it's like, if I start reading it, I'm going to like, start editing it i'm not you know right. what I, mean? exactly. I don't want that to happen so that's so true it's like you know it's like when i wrote my book raising happy toddlers i wrote it like a um manual you know because uh-huh. parents always say kids don't come with manuals so i felt the need to write one Very and well. it took me so long. And oddly enough chapter 40 which is the last chapter is having difficult conversations with your kids, which is what we're kind of talking about. But I read that thing so many times. And then I'm like, oh, I totally forgot to write this chapter. And I added, and then I finally said, put this book down and publish it. Stop right. reading it. The painting is done when you put down the brush. Yep. Yes. Hi, Celia here. Just allow me to take a quick break from this podcast. And thank you for listening, by the way. I'm often asked, because I'm on a mission to stop a million parents from yelling at their kids, how does one stop yelling at their kids? And people will give you all these calming techniques and all these things that you can do, which I will offer you as well. However, the best way to stop having to yell at your kids is by eliminating the need to yell. When there is no reason to yell, When your children are listening and your children are cooperating, then there's no yelling. So let me ask you, what would it mean to you if you actually could go day after day after day without yelling, with your kids listening and cooperating and enjoying everything and having fun and laughing a whole lot? What would that mean to you? Time for you to decide this is it. Let's just get intentional with this parenting thing. Let's just learn what I need to know because evidently there's stuff I don't know and that's okay. We're not born automatically with these skills. We learn skills from everywhere to do everything. Let's learn skills how to parent. Check out My Tranquility Tribe by going to mytranquilitytribe.com. Mytranquilitytribe.com. 
in this tribe, you will meet other parents with the same intention of making the best childhood they can for their kids. You'll get masterclasses that are in-depth trainings on things every parent needs to know. You get to work with me two times a month group coaching. You also get an online learning system that puts that parenting system right in place in your home. Everything you need and more. So go to MyTranquilityTribe.com. Let's create a generation that does not have to recover from their childhood and in fact can blossom from it. Now back to our podcast. Exactly. And that, and after I wrote that chapter, I was like, it's going, it's yeah. done. Whatever yeah. it is, is what it is. You know, yeah. writing is rewriting. And so it's like, um, I'm finishing a, a novel now. And it's like, if I, whenever I go back to like, kind of like pad things along, like, you know, I'm lost there. Like, it's like all of a sudden I'm like back on page 200, uh, you know, like trying to, fix or whatever it's like it all is like it's against this living organism right so whenever you go in there it's like you're gonna find something you know always gonna change and you've changed while you like i'm sure like when you wrote your book how long did it take you to write it yeah but six months yeah so i mean you were different person six months you know like down the road so it's hard exactly hard to say you know what i'm done it's okay yeah it is. It's really hard. And, and, you know, but it's funny because sometimes I would read, I remember I was heading to a, a conference in Florida and I was reading again, the book on right. my way on the airplane. And I remember thinking, you know, I'd be reading something. I'd be like, Oh, I forgot to put this in. And then I'd read more and there it was. And I'm like, oh, why do I keep reading uh- it? And then I'd be like, you know, I'm actually kind of amazed. I wrote this. Yeah, that's the best. That's this the is best. Like, like, so I, good. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you read that, and you're like, oh my God, this is really good. This is really I, good. I had that exact experience. I read a scene like, I, I like, let me just, because it's like, the other thing is too, it's like when you publish a book, it's like you, you've been done writing it for a year or whatever, you know? Right. And so I like, oh, let me just open it up. And I opened it up and I started reading. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, this is really good. <laughs> And I called my I called my editor up and I was like, I just read the 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 play scene and she, he's like, it's good, right? I'm like, it's so good. I, right. so yeah. I can't even. It, it's really funny because when I look back at writing that book, I'm like, I don't even like really remember writing the book. Like literally, like I remember working on. I remember you know writing each chapter. I had outlines and everything that I wanted to say. And then the editing and all, but it's like, like, this is good stuff. Yeah, I know. It's really funny. Now we're talking about how good well, our books are. Yeah, it's so hard to talk get about both it. of them. <laughs> but no, but it's hard to talk about the creative process without really getting like going into this weird place because it's like, where does it come from? Like it comes through you and it's, yeah. you know, it's so. Comes through your heart. And it's so important, you know, back to heart issues mm. and it is important to go see your cardiologist. This is your little public service announcement. Um, And don't wait till something happens. And, and even if you think you're in perfect health, I mean, I'm not sure if I shared with you when we spoke earlier that I had a heart attack two years ago in July of 2020. 
And here I am, a person that eats healthy, exercises, don't smoke, don't drink, don't have diabetes, don't have any of the factors that would say this person's going to have a heart attack. And yet I had a near fatal heart attack. Yeah. And you never know. I, I, and I, I don't know if I had seen a cardiologist, if it would have been prevented. Because mm-hmm. according to the cardiologist, I have a heart of someone that's 20 years younger than me, mm-hmm. except that I had a heart attack. Oh, he told me, you know, he's like, your heart looks great. I'm like, except didn't I just have a heart attack? You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, um, but, and you never know. And that's why it is important to like take oh, care of your sure. health. And- I, I hate to say the words widowmaker, but it's like, you know, I mean, the healthiest people in the world and it's like, you know. Yep. You go to, you go wake up one day, it's a normal day. I mean, so anyways, yeah, I mean, get checked out, you know, I mean, everybody should do it. Um, get that clean bill of health. And because yeah. you never know. And and I had my heart attack in front of my two grandchildren. Yeah. So my six-year-old grandchild, she was six then. I remember her crying the whole time. She had just lost two of her grandparents, mm. not grandparents, great-grandparents. And here I was. And then, of course, my three-year-old grandson, he, you know, he's running around. He's like, clearly, right. clearly, <laughs> Gamma's okay. She's got like doctors around her. <laughs> She's doing good. I'm busy, you know. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, no, I, I was really lucky. Like, I mean, I um, I passed out in, the, in my gym and I only passed out for I, 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 I briefly. But if I had been in the gym alone, I could have, I'd have probably been in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, That's what I think. If I had had this heart attack at home, mm-hmm. I don't think I would have called for help in time. But mm-hmm. because I was with the kids and I felt like I was going to faint, mm-hmm. that's why I called for help. Yeah. I don't think it would have been the same. I, I faint. I've fainted on my whole life. I faint. I have back pain. I have all these things that I had. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, like so I was like, was I, abnormal. Uh, there, were, there was actually a famous drummer who didn't revive me I didn't need reviving but he happened to be in there and in there with me and and I'm like no and one I'm like I'm fine I'm fine (laughs) you know what I mean like that was my thing like no I'm good I'm good I'm fine I'm fine Uh, you know so that's how my approach would have been but like you know all the ambulance were already in route and everything was happening so I was like they're like you're gonna really have to sit back for now (laughs) you know we're gonna tell you when you're fine Right. Exactly. I know. It's funny because when they put me in the ambulance and they gave me four aspirin, I I like felt good. I mean, I was like, okay, guys, I feel great. I can go now. You know, We don't have to do this. And then it came back and I knew it was, you know, this was either I was having a baby, which I knew I wasn't having, but I still never knew. I thought it was COVID because it was right at the beginning of COVID. But The fact of the matter is, as far as dear Franklin goes, is that your kids need to know. My granddaughter, who was six, needed to know what was happening. She needed an honest approach. She did not need to be shielded. She needed to know because she was sitting there seeing something was wrong with me. You know, and... And they need to know they don't, you know, this like sugarcoating parents want to do to in the in the name of protecting the yeah. child. Well, I like what I like what you said about how the, how you wrote it as a manual, your book, because 
you know, you hear from parents all the time. Like I know I hear from my own clients who will be like, you know, it doesn't, you know, there isn't like, like I'm doing the best I can. It's not like there's a book on it. And I'm like, there are a lot of books. Right. <laughs> you know, there actually are resources. Yeah. You, <laughs> you can find, you can read about it and it helps. It's like, it really does help to read. You know, the, one of the things that I love about my book is that it works for parents and it works for kids. Right. Like it's a middle grade book, but it's like reads like a novel. Like it, you're going to get something out of it, whoever you are. And, um, and, and it's like, you need to, these things are not like, it's real. Like, you know, like dad's holding the heart pillow against his chest because he's afraid to sneeze and he's afraid what's going to happen. It's like, you know, what's going on? Right. Why is mom crying? You know, I mean, this is happening. So right. to act like it's not and to act like everything's okay when it isn't okay is you're not doing, you're not being a good parent when you're being protected in that way. Exactly. And often what books help you do, like your book, is often we don't know what to say. And then we read a book about it and we're like, oh, wait, I could talk about this. I could say this. I could help my child with this. I could ask my child how they're feeling. Sometimes that question never even comes up. Yeah. How are you feeling about this? It's like when you're dealing, when you're involved, like in your own um, traumatic experience, even if it's just like your regular, whatever it is that you've got, like, you're trying to make sense of things too. And so like to think that like your kids are not going to be able to make sense of what's going on. How do you deal with them? Like, how are you going to do this thing together and be a family? Because it's happening to all of you. You know, it's like in the book, there's, three people in this family and it's like they're all affected it's a table right and so it's like if one of the legs goes out it's like the table collapses and I think that that's that's what we lose sight of when we get so wrapped up in something that is legitimately you know wrapping us up in but it's not we're not alone and you can't go through it alone exactly you need that support you need that family it's like Often in traumatic situations for children, the child will go hide. Mm, And a lot of times they'll be, you know, the parents will be like, you know, well, what's going on? It, you know, happens a lot in the death at a funeral, you know, they'll go hide and it's like, well, he's okay. You know, he's hiding. He's hiding because he doesn't know what to do. Doesn't doesn't know how to deal with it. He's struggling. And often he's feeling invisible. So he goes hides. Yeah, and you know what? Don't ignore it. And that's, you just made another great argument for journaling, for for keeping it, you know, so it's, so people, so kids can say, like, this is how I feel, you know, like, even like they can put it in their own words to find a way to get it on paper. Um, Very empowering. Very empowering. And often kids, like you say, they don't know how to express what they're feeling. And journaling helps them. Or even if they're little, they can draw pictures. There's all kinds of ways that they can express themselves other than words if they don't know what to say. But you have to be a welcoming parent too, or Mm -hmm. adult or caregiver or whatever it is that is trying to assist the child. You have to welcome their thoughts and not be like, oh, you shouldn't worry about that. Oh, that's not right. Like, don't be quick 
to judge or criticize or assume. Let them talk. And if you can take that with you through all the years of a child's life, that you're a good listener and really, truly listening to what they say, listening with your eyes and your heart, not just your ears, communication will will result from that. Yeah, I mean, and because they're not going to miss anything. They're going to see every single thing. But they, they see more than they listen. And exactly. so, you know, you've got to be in alignment with what it is you're saying and doing and thinking. And if you're not, like, they'll know. You know, you're exactly. not, you're not going to fool that. You're not going to keep it from, you know, little Johnny. He, he's going to know what's going on. Like, so. Exactly. Trust. And, 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 and then it's, it'll just, you'll have it forever. First of all, would you tell everybody where they can get your book? Um, Amazon, uh, hardcover, paperback, Kindle, um, soon to be in the stores, but right now, Amazon. Good. So go to Amazon and I will have a link to, to, um, dear Franklin in the description of this podcast. So you can order it, get it, read it with your kids, let your kids read it. You know, it's a good book to read together. You know, I'm a, I'm big on when you're uh, reading with older children. I love like you read a page, I'll read a page, you read a page, I'll read a page. It's great. I, I recently did get, uh, Great Gatsby with my daughter and it was mm -hmm. awesome. You know, like I'm not even a huge fan of the book, but I, I mean, I haven't read it in forever. But having book club with my daughter was just, I great. mean, the best. Yeah. And and all kinds of scenarios. I You know, I remember my son was in seventh grade. He was given a history book that was like written in like uh, kind of like old English. Uh -huh. Very difficult. I, I'm not quite sure whose great idea this was to give this book to seventh graders. But he had a really hard time with it. And so we used to sit there and that's how he read that whole textbook over the school year is when he had to read a chapter. I'd read a page, he'd read a page, I'd read a page. And then we'd discuss it. And he thoroughly understood everything. And then I was like, you know what? I actually do like history. Right. <laughs> Even That's though like, in school, yeah. I never did. <laughs> like when you're learning because you enjoy it, you're learning. You're really going to learn. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you might find a new passion that you had hidden under the layers of schooling when you were really? younger. It's like, it's especially true, like with language, you know, I mean, wanting to like, oh, wow, I wish I would have paid attention in Spanish class, you know, it's like, well, all right, let's go to Spain. You right, know? exactly, exactly. And it's never too late to do those things you realize. Mm -hmm. And when you're willing to learn something new every day, you help your kids to realize they should learn something new every oh. day. Sure. Have, have a conversation around dinner. So what did we learn here today, guys? You know, everybody can mention something. There's so many great conversations to be had with children well, to open up discussion. It's like picking up it. It's like being a beginner at anything is is so powerful and inspirational. You know, um, you know, if you stay with it, like if you want to learn how to play guitar and you actually go and you learn how to play guitar, your kids are like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? Right. Yeah. And it also shows them you're never too old to learn something new. 
you know, yeah, you're only too old if you're dead. So if you're not dead, good, go with that. Yeah. And take that as a message that you can learn something new too. Or something your kids do and do it with them, you know, so that they see how engaged you are with them. Ask them why they're interested in something. Have your kids teach you. Mm-hmm. Ask their opinion of something. What do you think's going on with this? If you're finding out something that's going on in the world around them, discuss it with your kids and get their opinions. Especially when they're young, you know, like when they're still, if you have young, like when your kids are young enough that they still want to hang out with you, it's like you better show up then because, you know, once they hit a certain age, it's like they got a life. They have friends. They do their own thing. And hopefully you've cemented your bonds that you're going to you'll see them when, you know, they get to the other side of the moon and they're like, oh, yeah, my my dad was good. <laughs> He's a good guy. I want to have dinner with my dad. Um, and, and that never gets old either. Those Uh, special days with kids, let me tell you, you should be having them when they're young, special time with each of your kids and continue it when they're older. They don't grow out of that. My son, who's 34, well, right now he's living in Amsterdam and I'm in the United States, um, but I'm going to see him in a couple of weeks. But we, every time a superhero movie comes out, Kyle and I will go on a date see a movie and have dinner. And sometimes his wife will come and most of the time she won't. But when he went to leave for Amsterdam was right when Dr. Strange came out. And he said, he said to me, mom, we need to go see Dr. Strange before I go. You know, it wasn't me saying, honey, we need to have our date before we leave. He said it. So it is equally as important to your kids. No, no matter how old they are, they always need to know how special they are to you. That's so great. Yeah, my, my son and I have that superhero movie thing that we do also. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Superheroes are yeah. I love them. Um, my daughter and I will watch like we'll watch Godfather, we'll watch Goodfellas. Oh. <laughs> we'll get into Poker Greenwich Field. Like, you know, we'll she has a different she has my cinematic taste. So but that's great. And it's a great way to connect with your children. For sure. Show an interest in what they're like. Don't be like, oh, I don't want to watch that. Or I don't want to play that video game. Or I don't want to do that. Show an interest in what oh, they're yeah. interested in. Well, that, because it's like you have all the best conversations. But it's kind of like when you were reading your page at a time book. It's like, I remember watching, um, showing her, my daughter, Mad Men. And we watched, you know, it, it in its entirety, like one episode a day for however long it took. Um, and, you know, we would just have these very frank discussions, you know, and, there's a lot of there's such bonding but there's also so much educating that so many opportunities to like delve into you know especially with a show like that different topics that are like you know it's like nothing is going to be off limits like we're going to have com- these conversations because yeah. they're like you said it's like they're just going to google whatever it's like right the exactly there for them it's like do you want to filter it or not you know right that's, all it is. Do you want them to hear your viewpoint or do you right. want them just to hear random humans on the internet viewpoint? And movies, like I remember sitting, I was watching my grandkids and we were sitting there and we were picking out a movie and I'm like, I re- 
I really like Turner and Hooch came across the screen. I'm like, we have to watch Turner and Hooch. You're going to love Turner and Hooch. It's so funny. And, da, da, da. and they were like, oh, I don't know, you know, and I'm like, watch it. And then we watched that and we watched The Princess Bride and they were like, this is great. And they kept watching it. I'm like, yay. You know, I was so happy and uh, that they enjoyed the movies and, you yeah. know, they can watch older movies and classics and, you know, a but then also like, of stuff. you have that, you share that. Like, that's like your, like, you could like make a reference, like years later be like, you know, something like from the movie, like we just, you know, she loved, my daughter loves the movie Miracle. Like we could make a, yes. you know, that's a good something movie. reference to that. And it's like, we didn't see, we saw it five years ago, but it's still like, you know, it's part of the, um, you know, the strands of our dynamic. Yep. It keeps you connected, keeps you loving and it, and it leaves valuable memories for mm -hmm. your children, good mm -hmm. memories, positive memories, you mm -hmm. know, when they think back and then the, what they do with you, they'll do with their kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, they're going to carry it on for generations. What you do now, I always say we're raising adults, not children, because that's I, what we're doing. Like but that. what you do affects generations to come. Doesn't just stop with you. So anyway, Jack Ryan, author of Dear Franklin, who we are talking with today, the amazing, the one, the only amazing Jack, Jack, Jake Ryan. Uh, what I say, Jack, delete Jack, Jake Ryan. <laughs> I think there's the Jack, Jack Ryan character. What's that character? Anyway. Yeah. Who is Jack Ryan? There is a Jack Ryan character. Isn't it like a Tom Clancy? Is that yes. Yes. Yeah, it is. And I just watched the movie last night. Okay. Uh, clear and present danger so i think um, that is jack ryan okay that was the harrison ford harrison ford was doing him by then right um that was uh who was it it wasn't harrison ford it wasn't anyway. it wasn't out that was um ben affleck and oh, uh yeah. um, i didn't even remember that. i think it was clear and present danger was clear anyway in any event. In any event. I am Jake We Ryan. stray from conversation, and I, he is the one and only Jake Ryan, author Jake. of Dear Franklin. And Franklin, as you heard, is the name of the journal. So get it, guys, because I'm telling you, you're going to love this book, and your kids will love it too. And you just fi might find out a few new ways you didn't think of of how to approach your children in conversation, how to find out what they're thinking. It's a great conversation starter and it can really develop your relationship with your child for the better. So Jake. Yes. Any last words of advice for the people that are listening before we say goodbye? Um advice i got three pieces of advice one Go for it you could find me on tiktok at, at free jake ryan i'm on instagram too but that's not my advice my advice would be aside from going to see your cardiologist would be don't make your fears your children's fears so uh it's a <laughs> you know it's almost like a an excuse for you to walk through that fire because they are going to be looking to you for all the things that they don't understand. And just because they can't ask for it doesn't mean they don't want it. That is great advice. Really great advice. Last but, piece of advice. 
Go ahead. One more. Throw them in. You get what you give. I remember being in an elevator in my building when my kids were really little. And I used to take, I mean, I would take them everywhere when they were tiny. And, um, and I was in an elevator with a woman who lived in the building who, who had a little bit, her kids were like, let's say seven, six, seven years older. And I saw her in the building six, seven years later, something like that in the elevator. And my kids at this point were like school-aged kids. And she saw me with the kids. And she's like, you know what? I remember when you were with those kids, when they were like, and she made a hand gesture. And I said, you know, I said to her, you know what? You get what you give. And be, if you give and give and give from to your kids, eventually people, you're going to get it back. Exactly. Well, Jake, such great advice. And so much can be learned from your book, Dear Franklin. Guys, it's available on Amazon. Follow Jake at Free Jake Ryan on TikTok. Is that also uh, is Instagram something different or it's same 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 at same thing at Free Jake Ryan. So go now and follow Jake, and you're going to get so much wisdom and information that you can take forward into your life and into your family. So Jake, thank you for being here. I so appreciate it. It's been so much fun. Thank you for having me. My absolute pleasure. I appreciate, and I know Jake feels the same, you guys taking time out of your busy schedule to spend some time here with us. Absolutely. Very grateful. And as always, I wish you days filled with peace, love, tons of laughter. Don't forget to laugh. It really is the best medicine. And we'll see you here next time on the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast and being a part of my mission to stop a million parents from yelling at their kids. Be sure to head over to pumpedupparenting.com and grab your free copy of the Patient's Playbook. Wishing there was a manual for your toddler? Well, great news. Now there is. Pick up your copy of Raising Happy Toddlers, How to Build Great Parenting Skills, and Stop Yelling at Your Kids, plus my three new children's books at celiasbooks.com. That's celiasbooks.com. If you're loving this podcast, please feel free to share it with your friends and pay it forward. And also leave a review so I know who you are and can thank you personally. Tune in next time for more tips, advice, and strategies as you continue to pump up your parenting and create childhoods that everyone in your family can blossom from. Have yourself a really happy, fun day. Bye-bye.